and welcome to the Hazardous Casuals podcast. If you're joining us for the first time, we are an actual play tabletop RPG podcast. Currently, we are using the Genesis narrative dice system, and we are playing in a homebrew setting called Alaria. Alaria is a magical high fantasy setting, much like Dungeons and Dragons, Lord of the Rings, things of that nature. My name is Matt. I am the current Game Master. I'm one of your hosts, and we're so excited to have you uh, join us for this episode. Maybe it's your, I don't know how many ever, how many, we at, 20-some episodes in. Maybe it's your first episode. Either way, we're glad that you're with us. And if it is your first episode, don't worry. We'll get you caught up with everything that's going on in the story so far. You can follow us on Twitter, at Hazardous Casuals, or send us an email at hazardouscasuals at gmail.com. If you'd like to learn more about the world of Valeria or check out some of our tabletop resources that we have that we have been using, uh, you can head on over to our Podbean page, and all that information is in our show notes. This episode, we do have our full cast of characters. We are still missing Jordan. Jordan is taking a short break from the podcast, but we do have Seth playing Makra the Monk Orc, Donovan playing Kachi, a cat folk from the south, and Gavin playing Leo Thundershield, a traveling salesman. Hey, uh, so Gavin, do you, does did Leo get any any new uh, messages from the ad board? Hello, this is Hans Schnauzer. I have the best of news for all of you. I have used my ingenious dwarven knowledge to create the most wonderful of inventions. Yes, are you tired of your time stones just going faster when the moon is full and slowing down when it is a new moon? You're tired of your time-telling stones never being right all the time? Well, I have created, with the most wonderful of metals, a mundane pocket watch and, and mantle place clock. All you have to do is just wind the clock once a week, and perfect time-telling ability will be yours. No longer must you take your time stones into a mage to calibrate. You just move the little clock watch and then wind it up, and it is perfect for all your time-telling needs. It's brilliant, I say. Just come see Hans Snauzer's work the next time you're in any big city, and you'll be so happy with my precision work. Yes, Heinz Schnauzer. It's about time. Can I just say, one, that'd be a great thing for a werewolf to have. Uh, yeah. And two, it's funny that you said it's about time because that's literally the name of my dad's clock repair store. Really? Oh, <laughs> it's cool. about, about time clock making. That's cool. <laughs> that's good happenstance. Oh, that's fantastic. Here's our story thus far. Four adventurers arrived in a little town named Three Oaks, where they met a young elf by the name of Ruby. They basically had been brought to town unbeknownst to them by the careful guiding hand of a wizard named Morty. Shortly after arriving at Three Oaks, they were caught up into some dangerous situations. It seemed that Morty knew that these adventurers would be arriving at Three Oaks, 
and that they would be instrumental in saving the town and protecting an ancient artifact of dark magic. Our adventurers, Makra the Orc Monk, Raytheon the Woodland Elf, Leo the Tradesman, Kachi the Dunair, a catfolk from the south, and Ruby, a young emerging wizard, discovered that the artifact was actually a shard, a broken piece of an ancient sword that had been used in the Great War of Valeria to wreak havoc and suffering across the entire land. The sword was broken, and the pieces were hidden to keep them safe. Now it seemed that dark forces were trying to draw these shards back together. After they saved the town, defeated a necromancer, and protected the ancient artifact, they set off to find and rescue their friend, Morty the wizard, who had mysteriously gone missing before they arrived. So they journeyed across the land to a dangerous and ruined city called Valador. There they discovered that the city had actually been destroyed by what was called shadow magic, the most vile and dangerous magic in Alaria. What was more concerning was that they ran across the same necromancer they had fought in Three Oaks. His name was Merix, and he was desperately trying to amass an army to locate these shards as well as trying to use shadow magic to open another ancient artifact. During the climactic battle, they were able to rescue their friend Morty, the wizard, and also steal this artifact from the necromancer. As they defeated the necromancer, they made their daring escape from the city. And now we pick back up as our heroes are about to open the enchanted chest that they stole from the necromancer. So we jump back in, and Morty, like I said, calls you guys basically to dinner. Uh, he, he's asked Jones not to quite dock yet, just because there are some matters that need to be attended to. And um, he doesn't want prying eyes or certain ears to hear this conversation, basically. Uh, he is okay with Jones's crew. Uh, knowing about it, they're there to basically stay up up top, and you know they can do some fishing. Uh, he has invited Jones to sort of hear this uh, conversation as well. So Jones is there uh, at the dinner table. Uh, everybody's gathered pretty much, and uh, you know basically put you guys down or gathered y'all together, and you know basically plop this chest that you guys stole, which looks very similar to the chest that y'all had found in basically Morty's um, lair. Morty's dungeon uh, or vault, and we, we've been calling it a vault. <clears throat> and say, villains have dungeons. Yeah, <laughs> wizards. Wizards have vaults. Well, sometimes wizards have dungeons too, especially in typical traditional D anD D sort of. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it's so more he, of a dungeon sanctum. He, uh, yeah, yeah, a sanctum. Yeah, in, in Morty's sanctum, which really isn't his. Uh, it's it's Afriel's, and so he's he's gathered you guys together, and and basically said, I think it's time we open this up. But first, I believe there's a few things we need to deal with. There's some elephants in the room, I guess you could say. So, if we would like to discuss those, let's hash that out first. I know you probably. Have questions, Kachi, about 
Makras. Hmm. You me first, Morty. Me first. Oh, okay. We can. We can. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, all right, Leo. What's what is your question? So, so Makra, Makra, the um, do you have like a higher sense of sk- uh, smell, like just on the regular from this? Um, that's a good question. I need to look at my talent sheet. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I think you do. Perhaps yes. after a few meals, if I may have blamed someone whose name might rhyme with Luby on uh, some certain um, smell crimes that someone here may have committed. Hey! Would you you have actually been aware of who really did it? Yeah, as as a werewolf, I can upgrade my perception, but I don't think it affects me when I'm in my humanoid form. So So then you don't know who dealt it. Based on that, no. When I'm in my regular self, I do not have any kind of heightened senses. Oh, good. It's definitely Ruby that's got the upset tummy after all that boar meat. I would I would absolutely believe that. It is not! Ruby, I have seen how you tear into that stuff. If I weren't a werewolf, I'd be offended. Hey, a girl's gotta eat. Yes, and thou dost protest too much, Ruby. <laughs> she just looks at you. It cuts you a cross eye. So wait a second, you're saying that the ship doesn't normally make those sounds from behind the prow? No, 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 that's not me. So, uh, well, does anyone else have any other questions? The big question I have is how are we going to proceed knowing there is some sort of uh, very werewolf-like being in our midst? Who can talk, yes, but also could viciously turn and kill us all. Let's not pretend this battle could not have ended much worse had he lost control. Would you even agree with that, Makra? I would. Although I will point out, it has been many moons since I lost control in that degree. I've been training my whole life to help keep this ailment under control. I would even say many years. Right, my friend? Well, I was I was going for the pun of many moons, but yes, yes, it has been a number of years. I I like that. Sorry, I'm still a little weak. I need to get back to Three Oaks. I feel much better. So, to to answer your question, Kaji, the risk is not zero, but it is very low. Okay, well, I'm not a numbers guy. That's more of a Leo thing. But what percentage? Huh? Are you proud, Leo? You taught <laughs> me that word. Now I use it. I get the treat now. Here you go. What percentage of time do you maintain control? How many years do we want to establish that Marcus has been able to maintain control? Seeing as... You have survived this long as a werewolf? I would say probably the majority of your life. Okay. I don't think a werewolf that loses control very often makes it very far. I'm going to say then it's been probably 20 years since I transformed and lost control. Okay. In those 20 years, how many times do you think you transformed? Have we, have we established in canon that it is with the full moon in this world? Yes, uh, Filmons do turn werewolves, um, at least as far as you guys know. 
full moons do turn uh anytime a werewolf or a person a human a humanoid gets close to being killed they turn into a werewolf as well i was just gonna say i do have a talent where i can resist the transformation so assuming i developed that particular skill through my use of discipline as a monk it wouldn't be every full moon as long as i pass that check which is an average discipline i would have a decent chance of passing those now i i will say that the macro and i we stood toe to toe with a giant rock beast uh, we've fought orcs and all these horrific creatures we've only seen him turn one time and that was macro i thought they killed you like i thought you were dead i i would say on average i i transform roughly two or three times a year i through very rigorous disciplines i'm able to control the transformation to a degree i cannot always resist the transformation as you witnessed in that combat but um as I said, it's been oh twenty years since I transformed and lost control of my senses. Okay, so two or three times a year, uh, Mister Math Guy over there, Mister Leo. How many times is that in twenty years? Two or three times a year. It, that's either forty or sixty, Kachi. We really need to have some basic education uh, <laughs> a, a couple times. I mean, just basic addition there. The That's, only numbers I need to know is how much stabby I need for that skull and crossbones to pop up. It, uh, but uh, it's, let's. That's the wrong way, Kachi. <laughs> so, are we willing to thrust our lives out of one out of 50 times every time he turns, knowing we are at a profession that is probably at risk for chances to turn? Kaji, I, I have worse odds with people betraying me. Yes, he could also betray us. That's a good point. I, I'm just saying that these, you know, these odds are completely acceptable to me. When was the last time you even heard of a of a werewolf talking? And I mean, that's all I needed from him in that fight was just asking me if he was okay, and he acknowledged me and responded. What I'm really getting at is, are we okay? Let's let's put it this way: Are you okay with a one out of fifty? chance that something will kill the ruby sorry ruby for using you as example but you're the one people like hey i can fend for myself and to be fair i was a little unnerved and mocker as a werewolf but then i remembered he has saved my life a few times much like everybody else even though that bothers me a little bit i think I'm okay with the risk. I trust Makra up to this point. I trust Morty. I think Morty would have warned us. At least, I would think so. And she looks at Morty, and Morty smiles. Yes, I would have warned you. If I believed Makra was a danger to anyone. Of course, there's always danger, but with the adventure that you have been on, there's more dangerous things than werewolves that y'all have come into contact with. Especially, and he touches the chest, taps the chest. Especially what I believe, what I know, is inside this chest. Well, if I can make one last point. It's not only whether or not he's dangerous. 
which no matter what y'all said, I still say one out of 50 times is a danger. But the point is him turning that one out of 50 times while refacing one of those much more dangerous things. That is the ultimate danger. But how about this? Ruby, you are, as far as I'm concerned, a full-fledged adventurer, or at least getting there. But you have a mom who scatters me. If Makra can convince your mom this is a great idea, then I'm all for it. How about that, Makra? I don't believe there'll be any trouble in that, Makra. Because if you did harm Ruby, you would have to deal with her. And, well, you wouldn't survive to tell the tale. Uh, Morty, is she single? Who? Uh, Ruby's mom. Oh, well, I, I, I don't know. I guess mm. you would have to ask her. Oh, that's terrifying and exciting at the same time. <laughs> you know, Ruby leans forward and looks directly at you. Don't get any ideas, Buster. <laughs> I'm going to blame you on so many boar farts. You have no idea, Ruby. No idea. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay with it if he can convince your mom? I mean, all he needs to really do is convince me. I'm my own person. My mom is my mom. There's a lot of things that my mom wouldn't let me do if it was up to her. Like learn magic, probably. And she looks at Morty. He (laughs) chuckles. Yeah, Kachi, I was already doing my own business runs when I was Ruby's age. She's... She's capable. I mean, Ruby, you just fought a a magic being by which I've never seen before. A necromancer? Yeah. Well, oh. I mean, saw him in, but like him, like in his domain of power. Oh. Yeah, I don't know what those other things were. Those were kind of creepy. I just assume that, that a necromancer makes those things in his fortress thing. Well, I don't know. I still think somebody needs to break it to your mom, though. It's considering the risk. And I am still not happy about that, but we can hash that out later with me and Makara, I think. Well, let's just hash it out now. <laughs> okay, I want to stab you and end the threat. Is that a good hash out? Yay, also, all solved. You really want to do something like that right now on this little boat? <laughs> I will admit I'm not 100% certain because you, all, you do talk. That is strange for a whip. Cut, G! And he stands up. I did not bring you on this journey to attack those that I have saddled you with. Now I understand that you have a very difficult background with werewolves. But I am asking you, as a friend who saved your life once, to trust me. I'm not asking you to trust Makra. That will come in time, but I am asking you to trust me. This task that is before you is one of great importance, and it will not get accomplished if all of you are not united in this. Well, I guess if you'll vouch for him. At the very least, as I was saying, he did talk. That does make me think that maybe there is something special about the man's werewolf and his control. How about this? 
Would you be willing to do the same and give our new goblin friend a chance back in three olds? Oh, yes. I've been wondering, where did you find that such curious creature? If I remember correctly, he was a vicious marauder we, we stumbled across in the castle, correct? That's only partly true. We did stumble across him in the castle. He was tending to a plant, if I recall. It was a very peculiar behavior for a goblin. We opted to um, sequester him, if you will. Oh, you kidnapped him. Well, sequestered. Recruited, perhaps. We wanted to gather some intel before we delved further into the depths of this keep. He's some sort of evil horticulturalist. That's right, Leo. <laughs> Those vocabulary words are getting left and right. <laughs> evil has yet to be determined, but horticulturalist for sure. I mean, he was he was tending to plants in a dead zone. Like, that was the only color I saw for miles around. I tell you what. I will do my best to give Hobby a home at Three Oaks. He seems like and he looks over and Hobby's like found a hammock and he's just like sprout and just like passed out sleeping food all over his chest. <laughs> he seems like a harmless creature. Yes. I will do that for you. Now, there are a few other pressing matters we need to, to attend to. I do have one question regarding you and you and Makra, Morty. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, I remember you helping me out, and I know how you helped, uh, how you were working with Kaji with the, uh, the, the shapeshifter, but how did you know Makra? Well, let's just say I've been around for a long time. And oh, crap, are you a werewolf? N- no, no, I'm uh, not a werewolf. Okay. I, I, okay. I promise I'm not a werewolf. Remember last night was a full moon. I, I would have turned as a werewolf let's just say that i've i've been there in many of your lives at key points maybe as a friend who offered you a drink maybe as a friend who killed some robbers for you (laughs) maybe a friend who he looks at raytheon who mentioned a great wizard up in Three Oaks, to his family. Maybe kind traveler who gave someone an orphan a meal, place to hide, place to heal, maybe even direction. Can you see us when we're sleeping? Do you know when we're awake? I'm not Father Christmas, Kachi. Dang it, <laughs> the presents we could have had. Yeah, pause. Pause. With that comment, you have just established that there is a Jesus in this world. <laughs> Father Christmas. Yeah, but he's a real lion of a guy. This lion is on the move. I've been meaning to ask this uh, all that time in the tower. Uh, what was up with, now tell me if this is a heart issue or anything. What was up with you and that bearded devil? Oh, I hated his guts. I killed him the first chance I got. Oh, that was you. No, I just wounded him. And then, well, Merrix finished the job. He used him, I think, for some sort of sacrifice. He was trying to open the chest with his body. 
Kachi was a sacrifice. You know, kill him, stab him in the heart, use his blood. Ah, uh, yes. I was trying to figure out how you would open a chest with someone's body. Open the portal, you know, sort of thing. So he was just using the, the bearded devil for his body? <sighs> yes, yes, Leo, you could say that. Does that make you happy? It does. Make you <laughs> chuckle me, a little bit. It makes you quite happy, Morty. Oh, good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad this brought you some amusement. Because <laughs> it didn't me. Hey, you made it past it. <sighs> Seems by the hair of my chinny chin chin. So, Kachi, are you okay? Well, the lady is saying more than okay. <laughs> Kachi, I've always heard the lady say that you're not only fine, you're a catch. Oh. <laughs> Boo. Boo. That's the worst one yet, Leo. Boo. <laughs> Get better jokes. Well, no, there, there is one more important thing that we have to say. All right. If the worst happens. Now, don't look at me like that. I have to ask this. If the worst happens and he turns and he goes all claw, stab, kill, how should we respond? How should I respond? And he looks to Makra. Kill me if necessary. Okay, that's what it said, but we all heard it. Okay, packed. <laughs> Do you have like a stun? Like a, like something I can easily stun you with as a werewolf where just kind of... Uh, Silver tends to be very effective. Not to kill you, buddy. I, I mean, you and I have fought toe to toe. We're family at this point. I mean, like, is there a way I could stun you? There may be a few ways. I'll have to do some research. I'm, I'm and, sure. I, and I would have to defer to both Morty and Kachi's experience with those others of my kind. Kachi's people don't really take prisoners, if you oh. know what I mean. <laughs> they do. They're just normally dead while they're prisoners. That's not prisoners, Kachi. Uh, Oh, yes. That's a corpse. Vocabulary cards. I haven't memorized them all yet. Uh, no, we use like plant extracts and, oh, yeah, this one. How do you like this, Maka? And I make a weird symbol at him with my hand. Ah, yes. Bask in the light of Chokonar. <laughs> that looks very uncomfortable. Um, well, I thought it was a ward against you, but uh, maybe it doesn't work so well. No. Um, but yeah, if you have other um, like cultural ideas about what might affect us then feel free to try them out um whatever i can do to help you know disprove some of these biases you might have i'm assuming you mean not including the fatal ones well preferably yes okay now i think the real question we all need to ask is if i made a saddle that was approximately your nope. side oh. nope nope <laughs> nope all right i would rather not transform into a werewolf unless it is forced upon me in some form or fashion. It is you, something I would sooner be rid of. You see Leo slowly put a crocodile uh, saddle back <laughs> in his pack. Before we open the chest, are there any other questions that you have for me? How old are you? Really old. In a number. Are you human? Yes, I'm a human man. Are you like a, like, are you? <sighs> How about we open this chest and we can talk about things? He opens the chest and there is another shard of uh, an, the night blade. I knew it. Is it like a good shard of it or is it like a tiny shard? Um, 
it's a pretty good chunk. Um, I mean, the one that you saw before was a pretty decent chunk as well. It's definitely the side of the side of the blade, one of the uh, one of the sides of the blades. Towards the bottom, there's sort of um, what looks like a a design, what might be a half skull or a couple half skulls. It's just run down the center of the blade. Um, the eyes are dark, yet there are gems inside of it. You can't really. It's kind of hard to make out. He sort of levitates it. He doesn't even like wrap it or get even close to it. He just sort of levitates it out of the chest, and um, he looks at Raytheon and he goes, "Don't worry, Raytheon. It's quite all right. You don't." You look over Raytheon. Raytheon is sort of sweating at this point, sort of white knuckle in his chair, like <laughs> afraid he's going to reach out and grab it. Uh, it's okay. I, I've made sure that to get a proper precautions that we won't have any mishaps. That uh, we've had previously. Do we know how many pieces the sword was broken into? Yes, I can tell you that. I can answer that question for you. We broke the pe- the sword into five pieces. Wait, you broke it? I thought these were indestructible. Well, it's <laughs> semi-indestructible, if that makes sense. No, hold on. You can't pass that off too easily. Who's we? This blade was destroyed during the war at the final battle. Myself, along with a few others that were able to take down the wielder and um, destroy the sword. It sort of shattered when we defeated that foe. But we have tried and we have failed to completely destroy it. It seems dormant, not destroyed, if that makes sense. And so now you're proposing we take this back to Three Oaks, I assume, because you need to go back to Three Oaks. And so now you're saying there will be two shards of the sword in one place. Well, no. I believe that the queen probably took her shard back with her, did she not? We didn't see the... the, um... The transaction, but yes, that she came to get it. Yes, I figured Maggie would be quite upset uh, when things, when well, the proverbial doo doo hit the fan. So, yes. What's a fan? uh, You know, a a fan, uh, wooden contraption that expands that you can hold in one hand. It has material in between wooden spindles. Oh, a fan! Oh. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, you know, you know, if you threw it at it, it would sling the doo doo everywhere. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, from Sandy Harbor, we have like nothing but straight breeze all day long. Ah, so you just throw it up in anyway. So we, yes, we throw it at. We would have one blade, but here is what I believe: it is my fear that it may only be able to be destroyed. If it is remade. Who said that reforging it would let you destroy it? I've tried every possible means up this far to destroy it. Here's the thing. My fear is that it's enchanted with a protective magic spell. If it was broken or were something were broken, that it would be protected by magic. Have you ever destroyed any other shadowy blade? 
Yes, a few. Really? But this is different. It's not your normal shadow weave. It's much stronger. This is what brought the sickness upon the world, the violet fever. One that created the Dark Elves and killed many people after uh, the war was over. This blade, I believe, belongs to the Southern Kingdom. So we have two problems. Well, two possibilities. Either it has been stolen and they don't realize it, or either the Southern Kingdom is trying to well, remake the stone without anyone's knowledge. I mean, not the stone, the sword. It had been stolen, they know it, and they just didn't want to share that information? Oh, yes, they could. They could know it. It's very possible. At the very least, we need to make sure that they are not able to get any more of these shards. So what do you propose? That we investigate in the Southern Kingdom? or that we go to one of the other kingdoms to investigate there in the hopes that we catch whoever is stealing these. Well, here's the problem. And uh, he lays before you a roll of parchment. When you defeated Merix, a piece of parchment fell out from one of his pouches. It's not good news, I hate to tell you, but it seems that Merix has been busy at work. He's ready to assault the great dwarven city of Dol Guldul. It seems that uh, his lieutenant has made final preparations and they are ready for an assault. And the guards, the city guards, will be oblivious and apparently incapacitated. And with that being said, if that is the case, then the dwarven cities will be overwhelmed and cut off guard. If that were to happen, they would have no problem storming the city if they had a large enough force. He's asking for Merrick's to send his army at once. And he hands, he lays the, the letter down on the table. What could we do against an army? But you could possibly sneak in, speak to the king if he's not captured, and get the shard from him if it seems like the city is going to be overrun. Or, like I said, we could go and speak to the Southern Kingdom. I will ask this before while I think about the answer to that. He said he was trying to bring back Isla, Isla Thundershield, my ancestor. Oh, why? Well, that's the legend part of this. This is... And it's your ancestor's sword, Leo. Graven, the king of Valador. What did your father, your, well, not your father, but your great, 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 great grandfather. I oh, yes, Steve Thundershield. To forge a sword that he could use to lead his people into battle. But uh, before we could give it to him, uh, the city was attacked by the dragon. And that's when, well, as I said before, the proverbial doo-doo hit the fan. The sword is tied to a legend. After the events of the city, she was consumed with trying to resurrect her family. I mean, she watched them 
be turned to ash right before their, her eyes. But I became very suspicious that something was wrong. She kept her husband's sword close to her, even acted like she was listening to it at times. I will say that when I was examining it, it seemed as if it was speaking to me as well. Whispers. It has an odd way of affecting one's demeanor the longer one is close to it. When I left her, she said something odd. She said, the lady of the lake will rise again. Now, at the time, I thought nothing of it. But the Thunder Shield's patron has always been a celestial that was believed to have lived in their lake by the keep. The legend has it that the wielder of the sword can resurrect the lady. I have to wonder if she wasn't speaking about herself. Well, I traveled south to uh, Grey Manor, and I established the Watchers, the guard over Alaria. It seemed that she knew that, well, we both knew that our lives were coming to an end. Something had happened in the Magical Blast. It, there was nothing we could do. We couldn't stop dying. We knew it was coming. Last time you spoke with her? Yes. Yes. Yeah. How old? Well, and he smiles. You see, my friends, I'm, I'm Vashmir. I was the head mage of Valador. <coughs> Wait, what? I, I have your book. Oh yes, yes, my journal. Is there any chance at all that Leo is your distant relative? No. Okay. How well did you know his ancestor woman? She was married. Okay, just making sure. To a blacksmith. To be fair, marriage does not necessarily mean... I am an honorable man. I would never betray the holy, sacred vows of marriage. Uh-huh. <laughs> don't worry, Leo. I'm asking the hard questions so you don't have to. I got you. Oh. Uh, la, 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 la. La 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 la. Uh, you guys done talking about that? La <laughs> no, la la. I anyway, I did not know Isla. We were friends, that's all. Like I said, after a month, it was very short after that she died. And that's just when I found three oaks and was drawn by Lady Afriel. She allowed me to drink from her well in exchange that I would spend my life trying to restore the world and remove the stain of shadow magic. And her well has kept me alive since then, throughout all these years. Wait, that well we drank from, are, are we? No, no. <laughs> no, it uh, seems to wear off on mortals. But it is her that has kept me alive. All right, we have a decision to make. Either you continue the journey, Onward towards the Dwarven City, or, well, we head back to Three Oaks, and we can pursue other options, but I leave it up to you. I think, I think we can do the best good with the Dwarven City right now. I mean, we've already gotten two shards squared away. 
And besides, at this point, where are the Dwarven City uh, veterans, right? Well, forgotten Dwarven City veterans, but sure. Yeah, the rock's a rock. Ruby, gosh, while we're talking around the table. That, oh. was, not, that was not me. Oh, man. I motioned to start calling Ruby Squeaks. That's not me. It's not fair. No, I veto. I say, I say breezy. Veto. Ruby and Raytheon might need to accompany me on um, my journey back. I believe Raytheon and I have some teaching that we must do to make sure that Raytheon. I've got to control my dark energies. <laughs> I've got to control my dark urges. <laughs> my dark urges. Ruby's leaving us too. Ah, uh, yes, I would say yes. We probably probably need both of them to help me. Besides, I'm supposed to take all your animals back. Remember, you left them here. You will probably have to take Jones' ship and make it across the lake again. There is not a place to pass from here down to the city. The quickest way would be across the sea again, down towards the falls, and find. The mountain pass next to the falls. That would be the quickest and most probably safest way to get there. It would avoid going up through the Draken Spire, and it would also avoid the 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 old mountain pass, the old pass from Dwarven City to Valador. So it should take you well, it might take you a few days. Maybe four if you hurry. Maybe less. If you get there and the army has beat you there and they are sieging the city, you need to take the Dwarven Pass. It is an ancient pass the dwarves built in case a dragon attacked their city. They could evacuate all their people out and some of their gold. But it would be the, probably the safest place and the easiest place to get in there without you actually encountering the full force of the army. Uh, he takes a, a piece of parchment, roll, uh, writes something on it, uh, rolls it up, or folds it up, seals it uh, with an arcane sigil, says, hand this to the king or his high, whoever is in charge, and this... Well, let them know why you're there. Uh, Kachi, Kachi kind of rises up and steps forward and opens up his uh, little chest compartment. Knock, knock, open. Yes, I see. You uh, were able to kill the changeling, I see, and take his belongings. No, he was horribly maimed by uh, uh, some gnolls uh, or whatever attacked us in the caravan. Oh, man, it was horrible. You remember that mangled body there over there, Leo? Oh, it is so sad. <laughs> Make oh. a deception roll. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's the difficulty? Because you're lying to the group. All right, two red, one purple. Like I said, the group should get a boost time because we know Kachi. Well, well hold, on, hold on one second. When I go, don't you remember it, Leo? Wouldn't he have a chance to say what it looked like? Wouldn't that be kind of like a boost for me? Yeah, I think you can get a boost from that. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's fine. Leo's sort of inadvertently can be sort of a, a witness. 
Uh, I'm going to give you a setback dice because there's that's that's how we're going to do. I'm going to give you a setback dice because of the the group here. I think that's hard enough check. Two red, one purple, one black difficulty dice. Okay. That's a rough check. <laughs> Gee, thanks. And I got uh, three successes, five advantages, and one despair. I want to say this. Uh, you can deceive the party. The despair is Morty goes, oh, well, that's. That's very so fortuitous. And then winks at you very slyly. Now, hold on. It's a success, <laughs> though. Yes. And that is the despair. It succeeds. I'm going to let you deceive the party in this instance. And you've got five advantage. But the despair is Morty doesn't quite believe you. Okay. So he doesn't know. He is deceived. He just doesn't know the extent. Yeah, he knows he knows that that's not the whole story. And he's fine with that. He's not going to push it. All he want all he cares about is that you, you you kept you you know basically did what he asked you to do and the changeling isn't a threat anymore. Okay. He just, he just winks. Nobody else sees the winks, just you and him see the wink. He just gives you a quick little little little, little, little winky. Little winky wink. Yeah. Okay, so what do the triumphs go for? Uh, the, the advantage. Um, hmm. Well, I tell you what. Since this has been this has been a pretty uh, successful check, I think you could maybe use that in future times of telling this tale that you've told. I can start building on it. I'll say the next time, how about this? Next time you can upgrade your deception check towards this. Okay. What do you think about that? Or how about I just don't, unless, unless somebody directly, as far as the rest of the party goes, they're just convinced. They're like, oh, yeah, he died. Um, I mean, yes, but if you, <laughs> if you tell this lie again, you're going to have to make another deception check. It's not going to, like forever annul you of all skill checks on this matter. <laughs> I just, okay, so how about this? With five with five advantages, they're just not only convinced that this happened, they're convinced that I'm just I'm just a truth teller. I'm a feeler. And still it still got me, you know? Even my even my enemy. How about this? Then you can take what you could well, you could upgrade your next your next deception check if you wanted to. Oh, sounds great. Okay. To the party. It has to be to the party. Okay. If there are any other uh, any other parties, any other individuals in, involved, it does not work on them. <laughs> How about that? All right. That, so does, does, a, he, <laughs> does he put the thing in my uh, pouch? Yeah, he gives you the, the sealed letter. Yeah, most definitely. All right. uh, and he actually hands you the, the letter from from the guy too. Okay. So I, I put them in my pouch and, um, and is it protected? Like I'm not going to accidentally touch it. If I reach in there or anything. He, he, well, he explains like, you're not going to be able to open that up. Like it's only going to be able to open up. Um, with the intended individual. Does that make sense? I can like stick my hand in the pouch and just like, rattle yeah, you, it up and down. you can take it out and try and open it, but it's not going to open. Does that make sense? 
Okay. And so as I as I close the pouch back up, I'm like, I'll, I'll, I will keep these safe and make sure I deliver them. I'm the other guy. And I reach out to like seal the deal with a handshake. He shakes your hand. And my palm is a silver piece. <laughs> he, you don't even see him palm it. It's just not there. It's gone. Like uh, he even turns his hand over after he lets go and looks at you and smiles. <laughs> just gone. Just just vanished. You don't know what happened to it. And he smiles. No, no pain reaction though, right? No, 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 no pain reaction. Okay. Oh, were you testing him for his? Yeah. See if he was a werewolf, a changeling. Hey, tradition. Man. <laughs> uh. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. He just smiles and winks at you, and and probably says, oh, "I've taught you well." <laughs> <laughs> Do y'all have any other questions for old old wizard Morty? Super old was like like how many thousands of years did you say? Oh, he's like super old. Yeah, couple couple thousand years old. We were in his potion room. You were in his potion room. <laughs> yeah. How did you become immortal? Were you like born immortal? Was it wizard stuff? Oh, immortal? I, I told you, I drank from Afriel's. Well, that's what keeps me alive. You said it usually wears off on mortals. If oh, you drank yes. it when you were immortal. I need to keep drinking it. That's why I look this way. You're an addict. Uh, well, I guess you could say that my body needs it, so yes. Except my need is not... Has It has no uh, psychological aspect to it. It's purely... Sexual? Biological. Oh. No, yes. <laughs> Sexual. I need her sexual healing. <laughs> uh, uh, me and Ruby, our souls are somewhat tied to the uh, sanctuary stone. Is that is that a problem, Morty? Oh, well, I had hoped we could avoid that, but uh, there's no undoing what's been done. I still kind of want to ask Afriel if y'all be banging. No. Why would I do that? Why wouldn't you do that, man? You keep talking about her well. It's making me uncomfortable. Why are y'all so interested in my sex life? It's an enigma. I don't go around asking about your sexual escapades. So I would ask you to kindly butt out of mine. I thought you were getting the impression that we actually wanted you to ask us about our sexual escapades because that's, that's the polite thing to do is if somebody asked you about something to ask them back. Yeah, I, no, I just no, offered I, my information. I out. don't care. I have no cares whatsoever. You can stick whatever you have, wherever you want, anytime you can. I, I'm not really, I don't really feel that way about you, Morty, but, oh, okay. Look, you've been like basically like our, our ever guiding uncle all this time. We know, we, we care that you're, you're getting your needs met. Hey, it's not going to means that you pull. Okay. He does. He's <laughs> pulling the pools. He puts the shard in the box and closes the chest. <laughs> That's a euphemism. Waves his hand and locks the chest. He goes, if we are done here, I shall retire. And, well, yes, I shall find lodging in the city. And tomorrow I shall head out for three oaks. Morty stands up, takes the chest, and goes up to the top deck. <laughs> you guys, um, you guys dock. 
and uh, Jones fills up with some supplies. You guys check on your steeds. They're okay. And uh, y'all set sail again. Wait, we're with Jones? Yeah, Jones is. Jones will take you across the sea if you want that, him to. The guy that's about to be tried for. Uh... I mean, he if you guys want to find a different one, you, you uh, captain, you can. This is totally how he avoids being tried right now. Okay, out of character, Jones is going to fess up to his deeds. You do not have to be suspicious of your GM pulling a fast one on you. I'm just going to tell you, I'm trying to circumvent y'all having to find another captain to take you on a boat ride two days down the river. I don't know. I think the DM is trying to trick us. I'm being honest. Let's offer, let's offer that if he does it for free, this will be a way to start atoning. Okay. I'll let you. <laughs> sure. Jones will. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, Jones, how'd you not, how'd you like to not die? Well, I mean, of, of hanging. Specifically, aye, it sounds mighty fine to me. Okay, well, we need passage, and it's probably going to be dangerous, and bad things tend to happen around us. Uh, if I remember, your ship got covered in vines at one point. Uh, but you want to take us down the river to drop some stuff off or get something, or I don't really understand. I usually sleep during talkie time. Oh, well, uh, sounds like the wizard wanted me to drop you off down by the falls near the Mountain pass. Yeah, that's that's right. You gonna do that? Sure. I need to speak with the missus though first. I can speak to the missus for you. I've I've got some skills there. I'm sure you do, but I'll be fine. Now I still have the cursed shadow weave dagger. Yes, the one that actually, um, the one that actually got Zeku. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna. I wanna. I need to deal with that with Morty before he leaves. Figure out what I should do with it. Oh well, uh, I wouldn't sell it. It's illegal to sell those things. I'm not gonna sell a cursed weapon to people. Would you Morty. like to give it to me for safekeeping? Yeah, but if you touch it in turn, like Kachi will like cut your arm off. Here, yeah. he opens the chest. Throw it in there. It'll be oh. safe. All right. Go ahead. Toss. Toss. Snap. Ah, <laughs> oh, yum yum. He like opens. He opens the chest like it's eating it. Oh, no, no, no. All right. Here, silver, silver. He throws you a silver coin. Yay! Now go go get get on the ship and get out of here. I'm not getting a fish candy. Ew. It's not taste like a fish. It doesn't taste like a fish. It's shaped like a fish. Okay. So <laughs> you guys get back on the ship. You head off to... Uh, it takes you a few days journey to make it to um, the pass. About two days journey. Well, uh, let me bring up the map, actually. It takes about a day and a half to get to the pass. A little bit. They go to the Basically, you go to the mouth of the, the lake, and you end up going down. Uh, not too far, uh, and you come, basically, you, you come to the mountain pass, and uh, you guys get off. He sort of waves goodbye, uh, shakes y'all's hand, and, and thanks y'all for seeing him through that storm uh, and, and seeing him back safe across to Wondermere. And uh, wishes you well. I wish you well on your journeys, lad. Well, hopefully we'll see you again one day. And with that, he sort of turns the ship around and heads back to Wondermere. You suck! 
All right. So you guys uh, come to the Emerald Falls. Basically, this pass goes over, um, basically up and over around the Emerald Falls. It comes down into uh, the forest down below. And when you get there, uh, when you make your way down to the bottom, this is a beautiful country. Uh, it is much like the the mountains that y'all went through, especially up near ha- the Halfway Tavern, uh, the valley y'all came through. This is almost, it looks like untouched land. Uh, it is gorgeous. There is a beautiful um, waterfall. Uh, you can kind of see Night Vale, uh, I, I, the keep of Night Vale, up rising just over the cliffs to the west of the falls. And um, these are huge mountains. You wonder, like, man, anybody traveling this pass, like, it was rough, rough for you guys to get through. It basically took you the rest of the day just to get down um, the the falls. The forest sort of butts up to the this sort of small lake that the the waterfall sits at the bottom of the waterfalls, and. Um, it looks like a great place to make make camp. You notice that the river, I mean, this river is probably the prettiest you've ever seen this river. Uh, Leo, you've probably crossed the Emerald River a few times, but this is like, this is like paradise. Um, there are animals everywhere, deer, and you see squirrels and birds. And I mean, the forest, it's just alive with life and creatures. And it actually looks like a pretty good place to set up camp for the evening if you guys choose to do so. If y'all want to press through and try and make it through the forest, you can if you want. Guys, I think we got to get there as fast as possible. We can camp here tonight, or we, but we, they might already be fighting there. I think we were given a, a time schedule. Let's try to beat it if we can. I think haste is definitely in a, a priority for us right now. If only we had some kind of giant wolf-like creature and a saddle to get there real fast. Yes, if only. Oh, <laughs> Macra, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, Ruby, how could ah? Uh, no, no, she's not here. She went with. Dang it. Yeah, I think I think as you guys parted ways, um, Ruby gave each of y'all a huge hug and told y'all to be safe, be smart, and uh, she'll see y'all soon. Uh, did I go ahead and pay them out <laughs> from their uh, from the group funds? No, they they said. I think both Raytheon and Ruby said to keep it. Keep it, guys. Keep, it, keep my share. It's okay. I'll be back. Just remember, once a night, let me know how you're doing. Far speech. Stuff. Oh, oh, I think they, I think they, they don't go that far. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I think they run out. Remember, we had problems in the castle. That was like a time thing. There's probably enchantments going on, magic, but yeah, I, I think they're, I think they're probably range limited. I'll keep it close. Okay. All right. So you guys, yeah, you guys are gonna press on through the night. You guys agree, or should we shall we rest in this idyllic? It is against my usual better judgment, but like I said, I think haste is more important right now. Okay. So let me pull up. Um, are you guys on? I can sh- actually. You know what? I can oh, sh- it's our combat encounter, isn't it? I can share my screen. No, I'm gonna ask you a question uh, because y'all have two options. 
So you guys oh, are that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at too. Right below Emerald Falls, sort of where this little small little forest meets up with the falls. You have two options. You can go that forest on mine. You can go. Yeah, it's an updated map. I I keep updating this map and adding neat little things. Sorry. Well, it's well. You should update it on roll twenty, Matthew. (laughs) I'm sorry. I need to. I need to update on roll twenty. All right. So you have two options. Y'all can go through the forest, or you can go around the forest. Would Would I have any knowledge of a need to go around the forest? You could make me either a survival check or a adventuring or a geography check. One of those three. It doesn't matter which one you pick. I think all of them can give you information. I'd only have two green die in those if it was me rolling. Do we need to be worried about giants in this particular area? Well, I don't know. You might have to make a roll for that, Seth. Okay. So I well, look um, at this map. <laughs> okay, so you sorry, I've got everything up now. You said what, what were the options? Uh geography or um I, I let you make a geography check, a survival check, or an adventuring check. What's the difficulty? Um this is gonna be two purple. Okay. Not great, but here we goes. I I I, I succeed with two threats. Okay. All right, so what are you what are you asking for again? I'm sorry. Is there would I know of any reason to um to avoid the this this particular um cops of trees? With the success, you know that there are centaurs who live in this forest. Hmm, the With threat. the threat, I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> yeah, I would say that. With a threat, you don't know if that's good or bad. You don't know if if you could safely pass through the forest or not. So Guys, I uh, I'm familiar with this forest. I know it has centaurs in it, but I don't remember if they're friendly or meany. Um, <laughs> meany. Matt, would I get anything with my check? Four successes and an advantage. Oh, did you make the same check? Okay, I didn't know you were making the check. You gotta tell me, man. I didn't. I had no idea. I was looking at the screen share. Uh, four successes and an advantage. Um. Yeah, I mean, you would know that there's centaurs. Um, okay, how would you explain to me how would how do you think you would know this information? Uh, in the desert, uh, all we know is basically sand and some of the local deities and stuff. But we love tales from all over the, this place. And okay. Yeah. Um, you, I think you that makes sense. I like that. I think with the advantage, you can know that centaurs are very territorial. Last I heard, uh, no one wants to rile up a centaur. They they are very territorial. How long will going around add to our trip? It add about a day. Wait, are are we inside centaur territory already? You would probably know that they probably patrol or consider this entire forest their domain. So we're already in Centaur territory. Basically. Is there any way to get on the Centaur's good side? Would I know that with the advantage? Mm. Yeah. Is there no way to get on their horse side? No. I mean, the, the advantage you've already spent to know that, like, yes, there are Centaurs here. And the advantage is, like, they're very territorial. Yeah, it'd be another... Probably another, you make a lore check or a geography check to know like their culture. 
or customs. <laughs> okay, well, what's the check then? Uh, I think this is probably a little bit harder to know, like their culture. It's probably three purple. And then what type? You said it was uh, lore. Uh, lore or geography? I think you can. I mean, I'm going to completely destroy it. Like, not do well in this. Well, I'll, I'll try. <laughs> I succeed with only one threat. All right. So, okay. Two things they like. Carrots? Uh, no, that'd be horses. That's racist. Just, just, the, <laughs> just the horse half, and they do not like you putting anything in the horse half. They do like strong, strong drink. They also like an offering of uh, fine meat, good roasted meat, or uh, yeah. However, the threat is um, you think um, <laughs> we think it's horse meat that they like. <laughs> oh, gosh, that would be hilarious, but um, <laughs> gosh, that'd be so hilarious. Uh, but no, I, I'm gonna say, like, you think that they like dwarven ale the best. Isn't that supposed to be like super strong? Dwarven whiskey the best or some some sort of dwarven drink. Okay. Uh, I think we might be able to make them happy if we give them like meat and like strong drink. Okay, what type of strong drink? I don't know. I think like well, they're close to the dwarven cities. I think maybe like I mean, they can't make their own stuff. I don't think. Uh, Maybe some dwarven stuff. Okay, so not like Three Moon Wine or anything. I th- they'd never even know about Three Moon Wine up here. So I'll say probably on the Dwarven stuff, definitely not on the on the uh, Three Moon Wine. I mean, there's no way that they have an antagonistic relationship with the Dwarves, being this close to them. No way at all. That makes total sense. <laughs> Maybe if we take Three Moon Wine... Maybe we could take a bottle of Three Moon Wine and like etch like a drawing of a dwarf on it. So, you know, it looks like it's dwarf. All right. So I need to know, are you guys going to go through this forest or are you going to go around? I say through. I, I think we should go through. The worst <laughs> that happens is we wind up having to ride on some centaur's backs. Can we try to get like a centaur's uh, attention? Uh, yeah, you could try. They love it when he would drop, drop down some threes of theirs, right? Centaur! <laughs> centaurs! Centaurs! You call out to the woods and you hear nothing. Hey, we just want to negotiate passage to your your forest. Maybe we should <laughs> <run>. <laughs> I was going to say, is that okay? Yay or nay? <laughs> <laughs> I need y'all to make me a perception check. Okay, difficulty? All right, the the difficulty of this is going to be two red, one purple. Jeez. Two red, one purple. Leo succeeds with one threat. Leo succeeds with one threat. Two red, one purple. This is going to go poorly. All right. Two successes. Once with both eyes. All right, Kachi got two successes. Hey, I succeeded as well. All right, so you guys all succeeded. Um, here's what you notice. You guys, uh, Leo starts calling out, and then you realize, like, hmm, 
maybe we shouldn't be calling out into a force that we don't know anything about, really, other than that there's centaurs in there. And then you start looking around, and Leo, you see, um, you you kind of you call out a few times, and you don't hear anything back, and then the force gets really quiet. You're like, uh, this isn't good. So you look around, and you notice that on some of these trees there is this black inky sort of gooey stuff but it's it's di- now it is different than the, the city it's not the same thing that you guys saw or sort of that black caked sort of stuff this is like tar almost you don't lick it how does it taste and i said we should go lick it do any of y'all lick it I watch Makra lick it. I sniff. <laughs> I offer Makra tin silver to go lick it. Um, yeah, okay. So the threat is... Uh, <laughs> uh, well, okay. So you sniff it, Kachi? Yes. It it's, it's poisonous. It's bad. It is not natural in this forest. Something is wrong. Um, you notice it, and you notice it not just on the trees. You notice it like in on the ground, but sort of it looks like it's bubbling up from the ground and you notice that it like goes in weaving patterns like oil that is they sort of cross back and forth makra you notice it and here's here's the threat the two threat is uh makra and leo y'all suffer a strain as you guys kind of get closer you sort of accidentally step in some of it and you both get one strain Oh, guys, I, I wouldn't do that anymore. That's just pretty poisonous. So, man, it's straying me through my shoes. Let's let's get out of this forest, guys. And then, as you say that, you begin. You see it. You notice it. Um, and you realize that something is in the ground, moving towards y'all. Do you mean in the ground or like under, underneath the ground, moving? No, 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 no. Everybody, I'm a three. And before y'all can do that, we're going to roll initiative. I'm ready to blow up the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Vigilance or cool? Uh, And I think you guys can roll either since y'all pass the perception check. Y'all know something's up. Your senses are alerted. Oh, man, y'all don't have Raytheon to help you guys. Man, this is going to be interesting. Success and advantage. Two successes, two advantages. I don't know how if you're keeping track of it differently. All right, so we got Makra with a success. No, where's Makra? Success, four advantage. Kachi, success, one advantage. Leo, okay. All right, well. Oh, man, these things suck. Their vigilance is horrible. Wait, do they have cool? Well, we know there's more than one. Well, that's, that's, no, that's no, no difference. <laughs> it's actually worse. All right. Hey, well, they did horrible. So what we have here is that triumph. Well, yeah, that triumph. I mean, eh. that Um, triumph is the mark of whoever we're going to kill first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that's not an advantage. So, yeah, PC, PC, PC. Oh, my goodness. So three player characters and three non-player characters. Wow, that's. That's crazy. 
Um, and with that, uh, the first one with the triumph, the first one does get to take a maneuver. So, so you guys kind of sort of call into the forest, realize, wait a minute, something's not right here. Uh, you guys are over here by these rocks. Quiet. It's too quiet. I think it's just quiet enough. And poisonous. Too poisonous. The first one bursts up from the ground and sort of uh, flies a little bit through the air. And um, you see a about a four foot long. The only thing I can describe it to you as is a plague worm. It is sort of a disgusting, sort of twisted um, worm, and its maul, its its mouth, is sort of extends and unfurls. It sort of unwraps, and you see these multiple sort of tendrils uh, with large uh, teeth or tusks on them, sort of open up to try and attack you, and he. It emerges from the ground beneath. Well, I was just going to say, it sounds like you're describing a sarlacc. Well, kind of. I mean, you can see the picture. If you if you need a bigger picture, I can I can send you a bigger picture. Theo rolls for initial arousal. Oh nope, fail. <laughs> I can I can give you a bigger picture. There are you do notice there are like uh, boils or pustules on this thing all over this thing. Uh, honestly, the the mouth looks like there's claws protruding from it, or like, yeah, claws, basically claws. Uh, and you notice the ground is moving. Basically, you figure, you realize that the the black sort of crisscrossing lines that you saw, Kaji, is these things probably are burrowing underneath the ground. First PC slot up. That's it. He just shows up. He doesn't actually do anything. That was his maneuver. Well, he moved closer to you. We we won the initiative rolls, so we get to act first. Yes. Hey, can I go ahead and get up there and get in its face? I'm I'm already in its face. It's short range from you. Sorry. The other two are medium range. Uh, there's so you guys are basically the way I set you up is Makra is next to a rock to the right of you, Leo. Kaji is over by a rock and a tree to your. Uh, sorry, your your right. Uh, Makra's to your left. There are two trees in front of you guys to your left, and one is between the two trees on your left, uh, Makra and Leo, and then one you see uh, Kachi is towards your right over by the furthest tree. And they are, they are underground, just to be specific. Here, this one is, under, is this one underground? Uh, the one closest to you is not. He emerged. He jumped basically out of the ground. So I'm going to stand here in front of Macro. I'll just give Macro time. I got no Macro move afterwards. I'll uh, I'll yell to get its attention. Okay. <laughs> like that, but like manly. Oh. And then <laughs> okay. yeah, we'll fix, Matt will fix that in the editing. Yeah. It'll make it sound so much more manly. Totally sound cool. I'm not going to fix it in the editing. <laughs> What's my difficulty on this, this uh, worm feature? All right, melee is going to be two um, purple die. Two purple difficulty. All right, I swing my sword and I miss, but I get an advantage. Okay, um, so you miss. Man, I just... Last five times I swung my sword, I missed. Um, 
<laughs> gonna break uh, this streak tonight. Yeah, maybe. Um, okay, so I'm gonna use my strain to get that strain back, the poison strain. Yes. And then I'll go ahead and spin that strain to get defensive stance. Okay. And as it merges and you take that defensive stance, you notice like as it comes out of the ground, those sort of boils just burst and the ground around you begins to become infected. Delicious. Gonna make a salad from this. Maybe <laughs> maybe don't punch it with my flesh. Who's who's going next? Evan, do you want to? Is there any position? I mean, man, we're kind of out in the open. Um, you've got rocks. You've got a couple trees. Yeah, but I, is there a position where I could get up into a tree and hit it from the hit it from the tree? You could probably do this rock. Okay, so I can still hit it from the rock. Yeah, I think you could stab down at the rock if you get on the rock and it comes near you. Yes. Okay. So, all right. So then I'm going to get on the rock and I'm going to attack it. But it's not near you. It's it's over here underneath the ground. So I can't hit it from the rock. No. <laughs> if it gets closer to you, yes. Um, you can okay. get on the rock and wait and see what happens. Uh, but it is under the ground right now. Medium range for me. I'm going to try to get over here. Okay. So you're going to move over to Makra and Leo. Uh-huh, and then I'm going to attack it. Okay. Attack the same one Leo attacked. All right. Now, I uh, missed the uh, addition of the setback dice. So here's the thing. As you move towards it and engage it, um, you you begin to feel this sort of plague, uh, this infested bog sort of uh, affect you. And so you're going to add a boost die to all your checks while you're engaged with one of these creatures. Okay, a boost die. Alright. No, sorry. A black setback die. <laughs> setback die. So the check is going to be two two purple, one black. Get my right. terminology wrong. So I'm going to attack it. Uh, and when I attack it, I'm going to use my skills such as dual wielder. Okay. Um, so you're going to double, double tag. You don't have to upgrade it because you're dual wielder. Yep. And then I'm just going to hit Hey, Holy crap. I hit it with uh, six successes and one threat. Jeez. Okay. So how much damage is this? So it is going to be 12 damage with the Katana. Jeez. And 11 damage with the Wazakashi. Wakizashi? Sure. Goodness. 12. All right. How much for the second one? 11. Okay. You killed this thing. How does it look? Okay, so basically I, I run over to uh, Leo's side and I immediately um, start to just jam directly into its neck. Uh, I try to hit places that don't have any obviously oozing stuff, um, but I go basically hilt deep uh, and then something hits something as far as the central nervous go system goes and it just kind of stops moving. Arr. Okay. Do they have tongues? Uh, n not that you can see. Okay. Well, then it, it basically... Sure. Sure, it has a tongue. You, you cut it off, cut it off, and the tongue just wags out. Yeah. And it just rolls out like a limp carpet and just lays there. Yep. Yep. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, that one's dead. All right, Makra, you're next, bud. All right. Um, I'm probably going to try to use some magic because I don't want to risk those little boiled pustule thingies. 
Um, but my computer is still not working right, so I'm not sure if I know exactly how to do this. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so, well, what kind of you're gonna do? Attack magic, right? Attack spell. Yep. That just, I mean, you could just tell me, like, is there an effect you would like to add? Yes. Uh, in as much as I have a signature spell, uh, the close range quality. Okay. And I, and well, I this think is, this is not close range. Are you going to get close range to it? I suppose so. If I'm going to be using my signature ability. You're, you're medium range from it. So you have to make a, um, two maneuvers to engage it. Oh. That would involve taking some strain. It would. And the spell itself would cause strain. I don't like that. I mean, you could cast a regular spell. Maybe I will. Because I think my staff gives me the first range increase for free. Does? Basic attack spell. Okay. I might just leave it as, as a basic as is. Just okay. to make sure I can actually hit the thing. <laughs> okay. That's just going to be uh, one purple... Uh, but I'm going to say, since it's under the ground, you're going to have to add two uh, setback die. Well, let's just do one. We'll see how this does. I've never done something underground. We'll see We'll see how that goes. Let's do one setback, one black, one purple. Okay, so one purple, one black. Yes, one purple, one black. All right. I roll, and that is two success and one advantage. All right. So, how much damage is that? It's equal to your characteristic linked to the skill. Which is willpower, which is four. Okay, so plus, plus two, success. two success. Okay, and then so my staff six. added damage too. Ooh, all right, so eight damage. Right. How would you like to spend that? I thought the staff added four damage. Did it, did, you said two. I just I well I said adds damage two as in also. Oh, I thought you said damage two. I was like, well, no, okay, that's a weird way to say. That's what I come on. I, I, well, you know, I'm sorry. So yeah, that's plus, that's plus four, so that's ten damage. So four, eight, ten damage. Yeah, ten damage. All right. So yeah, you take two string. Um, remember, you guys do have story points. And uh, oh, what do yeah. you know? Oh, the team has one less. It's not your point. turn. Not your turn. <laughs> it's not your turn. All right, so how do you want to spend that advantage? I want to give a boost die to the next person who acts. Okay. All right. I'll say that whatever my magic did to destabilize this thing has made it vulnerable. All right, well, this thing pops up out of the ground and shoots over to Leo and is going to attack Leo. That's a four to melee defense. And don't forget to upgrade your attack. Jeez. <laughs> Golly. Leo, Leo just like, like, yeah, bring it. <laughs> Finally, something's attacking him. All right. Oh, all right. So a failure, a threat, and a triumph. Um, hmm. So the failure, it misses. Uh, the threat, it's going to take a point of strain. I think that would be appropriate for with this but the triumph is I think um, it does miss you but uh, it it's gonna knock your sword out sort of lunges you sort of deflect it and that All sword right. gets tangled up in its maul so so it, it, it charges me it hits my shield so hard that it hurts its head 
but it also knocks my shield into my sword, which knocks it okay. knocks down. All right, so your sword is going to be uh, short range from you, and that's the triumph, I think. And then the other one, the other one just moves over here. It's too far away; it can't get to y'all. It's still underground, and that's turn uh, top of the order. I go get the start, please. I maneuver to pick up my sword. So you take a maneuver to pick up the sword. Um, so here's the thing. It's engaged with you, so you have to take a maneuver to disengage. Just to pick, Oh, is this sword been knocked like, away from me? Yeah, it's short it's distance. It's like No, no, no. It's short distance. That would be a really crummy way to use a, 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 a triumph. In that case, I hit it as hard as I can using melee or using a brawl with my shield. There you go. Is this the thunder shield? This is my thunder shield. <laughs> okay. All right. It's going to be the same difficulty. Two purple, one black. And all of a sudden, all of its pustules pop directly to your mouth. Wait, re-roll. Oh, you got to re-roll. So, re-roll. Uh, yeah, you uh, forgot the setback. I'll let you re-roll. Two purple, one black. This this plague, plague land, sort of plague plague talent it's got gives you a setback when you're engaged with it. Oh my gosh! Gavin, you've had the worst luck, man. So I miss, uh, and oh. so I I disengage and I stress to pick up my sword. I don't okay. get to do my... Uh, Alright. So you pick up your sword. Yeah, with the strain for that maneuver. Who would like to go next? I cry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would like to go next. All right. Okay, I'm going to go on the other side of Makra. Okay. And then uh, I am going to once again try to save Leo's life. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to use Dual Wilder. Okay. I'm going to use uh, Dual Strike. Okay. And I'm going to hit it with both weapons. Okay. It's still two, two purple, one black difficulty. I got two successes and three advantage. Okay. So are you going to use the two advantage to hit with your second weapon, or are you going to suffer two strain to hit with your second weapon? Uh, at this point, I'll sure. I'll use two strain. Okay. All right. So how much damage is that? The first the first one, the katana. Um, well, this time I hit for uh, two success. Yep. Okay. So that's going to be... Eight with one, seven with the other. Eight with one, seven with the other. So because I, I I'm going to spend two advantage uh, for crit. Okay. Which is going to upgrade their next check. Hold on, hold on. You're going to kill it with these two attacks. Okay, so I walk up and just reach out and stick the sword in it and the other sword, and then it's dead. Sounds great. It's dead. It just, you just stab it and it just just withers and dies. It, it makes it sound like which translates roughly to, to oh no. Oh, oh no. Alright, one more PC. Alright, where is this worm? Under the ground. About me. Yeah, about I would say it's short range from you now. It has not gotten close That's- enough to emerge. What's this one? Yeah, we'll say that one short. This range. one's dead. 
Yes, this one is dead. That one is dead. The ED dead. The ED dead. Alright, so I'm short range. I'm gonna... That's tempting. Uh, I was looking at the empowered effect. Deals damage equal to twice the characteristic link to the skill. But that would make it a that would make it a hard check instead of just an easy one. It would. I don't know that that's worth it because we seem to be handling these things pretty well. So I'm just going to do a plain old simple attack spell. Though it is tempting to add maybe fire to it. What do you guys think? <laughs> Should I try to burn this thing? That might be good. In a forest. <laughs> Fair point. Maybe ice instead. That would that would potentially ensnare it. Mm. I think because of the plague aspect, you actually might want to burn it. Oh, interesting. I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I'm gonna go with ice. I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna do a frost attack on this thing, which gives me the ensnare quality. Okay. With a rating equal to the character's ranks in knowledge, which. And I just to be fun, I'm gonna spend a story point to upgrade that check. Oh, well, well, Matt, that is so, that is so fun. I know, that's so fun. All right, so it's going to be one red, one purple, and one black since it's underground? Yes. Okay, let's see how this does. Uh, That is three success and two triumph. Three successes and two triumphs. Jeez, holy smokes. Goodness. So maybe we'll start with the damage and kind of go from there. That's going to be 11 damage. Oof. Yeah, you do not kill it. Can I... I would like to ensnare it. I don't have the advantages to activate the quality, but can I use a triumph to do so? Yeah. You always can do a triumph to activate a weapon quality. Okay. Then I will use the triumph to activate the ensnare, which, based on my knowledge rating, is going to be a... Two? Yes. Yep, so two rounds. And then I'm going to crit for the other one. Okay. Just right, roll, roll crit. For the fun. That is an 80. It is overpowered. Oh Target my gosh. Open and the attacker may immediately attempt another free attack against it using the exact same pool as the original attack. Oof, oh boy. Well, goodbye, worm. There's a chance it will survive. Uh, oh. One success and one advantage. Goodbye, worm. Uh, nine damage. Uh, yeah, that's that's gonna kill it. Uh, I'm gonna say that because of the ice quality on this thing, I pepper it with a few like sort of looks like um, ice bolts, and it just it it slowly starts to get slower and slower until it freezes, and then I hit it with one more and it just shatters into pieces. Yeah, it, like it merges. Like we can say you can say like it. It, you hit it with ice and it comes up out of the ground and as you hit it with that last one it just shatters midair. I like it. Yeah, I mean y'all y'all killed the worms. Y'all have defeated soundly defeated the worms. Okay, now remember uh they uh the centaurs here like meat and uh, here's some meat. <laughs> um didn't we already <laughs> determine that this is possibly poisoned in some way? I'm not sure if they would appreciate being presented poisoned meat. Maybe it tastes pretty flavorful. Matt, can I do a discipline check to regain some strength? Centaurs! Uh, Centaurs! Yeah, that's fine. You guys can all make a, a discipline. I think it's discipline, or is it 
yeah, simple cool or discipline check to recover strength equal to number of successes and advantage generated. So you guys can all do that if you need to. You said, oh, and you said it's simple. So yeah, no, it's difficulty. No, no difficulty. Yeah, it's just straight, straight cool. ability. So that's, so that's going to be five strain. I get five. back there if I read that right. Yeah, three for Kachi. Awesome. Yep. That's helpful as a spellcaster to be able to get that strain back. And uh, with that, um, I think this is how we end our session for the night. And um, you hear the sound of hooves uh, emerge from or start heading your way. And from the woods, uh, centaurs uh, come out and surround you. And the leader approaches with a spear drawn and says, who dares enter our forest? Oh, we're hoping to uh, get safe passage. We do. And totally not trying to serve you any of this worm meat. Yeah. I, I, I pull out a, uh, a bottle of dwarven whiskey as though it had been in my pack all along with some jerky. Just like straight from the dwarven teat. As you guys produce the dwarven ale and make the dwarven teat comment, I think you see the most disgusted reaction from the captain, the the pack leader. Uh, He just sort of maybe even spits at the ground. Leo hard rolls his eyes at at Kashi and 100% knows what he just did. Is there one center though at the back that we look up and like he's just like excited, like you know, just like into it? Nope. Nope. The content of this podcast remains property of the Hazardous Casual Podcast. Genesis Role Playing Game, Genesis Logan, and Realm of Terranoth, property of Venice and Flight Games. Any content used from Genesis Foundry belongs to their respective owners. The hilarious setting and setting book is property of the Hazardous Casual Podcast. 